Shalom, 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 Israel. This is the voice that cries out in the wilderness, and this is the sixth day of the week, the preparation day. I pray that the Most High has kept each and every one that has listened to my voice. And shalom and in good health and in his favor these last six days. Um, I pray that you are doing well, brothers and sisters. And if you are not in good spirits, I pray that you give whatever care that you have to the most high. Stay away from any. Any. Thing that is going to take your mind away from the most high, especially on tomorrow, the day of Shabbat. So. I wanted to talk to you briefly. Um, I actually had something cross my mind today. Actually, it's been a couple, about a week now that I've been thinking about this, actually. Um, came up when I was talking to a brother last week at Shabbat. And with the discussion came up uh, about family members that are unwilling to see the uh, the knowledge of the truth, especially Hebrews, that refuses to wake up, that refuses to that that wants to stay in a state of sleep, um, that just wants to live in their sins, and I think it's an interesting point or interesting topic because. If we if we're listening to my voice, I'm not alone in this, but we all have family members that don't agree with what we're what we're studying or what we're worshiping. Even some friends, whether they're other Hebrews or they're other nations, and we have to know that in the this is all part of prophecy. Because many people, even though they claim to be Christian or whatever religion they, they claim to be, a lot of it's just words. Where scripture says that you could tell a, fruit, a tree by its fruit. So if, even though you say one thing, your actions have to match up with the things that you say. Um... You know, a dog, we know a dog not only by the way it looks, but by the things that it does. It wags its tail. It, it's happy to see you. It sniffs its butt, <laughs> you know. Same with the cat. Same with any different animal, you know. You know, we, we can tell what they are, but not by looking at them, but by their fruits. Same for us. If we claim to be a follower of the Most High, a lot of times we don't have to claim these words. Our fruits should be what shows the world who we are. So a lot of times you don't have to you don't have to hear people. You know, people say this one thing, this and this and this, but just watch them and you can see truthfully how they are. And the same with looking with self um self um judgment or 
looking within, looking within and examining, self-examination is the word I'm looking for there. When it comes to self-examination, if you look within what your own heart, then you should be able to, you, you really don't have to lie to yourself. You know, if you look at your heart and, and look into your own actions and then examine them and compare them according to the word, not according to your fellow man, not according to your neighbor, but according to the word, then a lot of us, all of us should be able to look and say, oh man, I got more work to do or see something that you've done and you think about and then repent for that. You know, it's, it's a constant uh, molding, you know, it's a constant, ref- you know, um, getting rid of the impurities like when with gold, if you ever know how gold is refined, you know, it goes through a process. It's a process of of refining it and cleaning it and to getting this pure substance, this pure gold. Okay, it's not just a simple thing. You can't just pull it out the ground. Same with silver. Okay. So in this discussion that we had and we're talking about this and you know the, the a lot of the people, the brothers and sisters are talking about their family members not wanting to listen. And so it made me think from this discussion about the remnant. Like, you know, we, 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 we spend a lot of time of realizing and pointing, focusing on us being the children of Yah, the chosen people of Yah. Okay, and that's, again, I talked about it before on this broadcast. That's well and good if you know that, you know, that's, you know, really... That's we know it's a big deception. The scripture tells us that the fact that our our heritage was taken away from us, changing our name, calling us by words, all that other stuff. Yeah, blah de blah, blah de la de Okay, that's that's all well and good. That's that's uh, that's scratching the surface. But the scripture also talks about being the remnant, being a remnant. Now. We got a couple of different instances, but if you read one specific instance of uh, Revelations, hold on a second, I'm going to get it for you. Um, Okay. And we can read this this is uh, Revelations 12, verse 17. And the dragon was enraged with the woman. And he went to fight with the remnant of her seed, those guarding the commandments of Elohim and possessing the witness of Yahushua HaMashiach. Okay. Now, when you look at that word, that word uh, is kind of interesting when you look at the word for remnant. It's a Greek word. Okay. And the word is a Greek word because we're reading the, 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 from the so-called New Testament. Um, hold on a second. The re- word remnant is a word, loipos, loipos. Loipos. I'm not, probably not saying it right for you scholars out there, okay? Loipos. And it means... Um, rest, others, remnant, residual, residue, sorry, residue, 
which remains other things. The rest of any number or a class under consideration with a certain distinction and contrast, the rest who are not of specific class of number, the rest of the things that remain, the remaining ones, those that remain, the residue, the rest. Now, if you think about residue, you know, um, you take something, you clean, you know, think about that. You clean, you're cleaning. And behind there is a little small streak, like a little wind that you clean your windows. There you go. You're cleaning your windows and you, you get done cleaning your windows. And you, as, as, you, as you're done, you look up, there's a small streak. There's a small residue that's left behind. Everything else is clean, but there's a small residue that's behind. So you got to think about that when it comes to contact of the remnant of those, the remnant of her seed, which keep the commandments of Yah and have the testimony of Yahushua HaMashiach. Okay, there's a small, very, 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 very small, minute number. Okay, that's who the dragon is going to bring war with. Okay, all right. So it it's it's it's. It's interesting. You just got to understand like there's there's this same word for remnant in the Hebrew has other meanings like it when you re- read different scriptures. I'll give me give you an example. Uh for loipos. It also means remnant, but uh, you read scriptures that the same word used for remnant is also used for others. Or the rest, or things, residue. Okay, uh, so those are. So let me give you a few examples. So exact same word, loipos. Okay, so Matthew twenty-two verse six calls it remnant. It says remnant, and the remnant took his servants, servants, and entreated them spitefully and slew them. The remaining, the remnant. Then you date goes to the other. Afterwards, so Matthew 25, verse, verse 11, afterward came also the other virgins saying, Yah, or Master, Master, open to us. The other virgins. We know there's a total of 10 virgins in that story. So five of those virgins would be the other virgins, Loi Posts. Okay. Uh, then the word, the rest. You can see that in Matthew 27, verse 49. The rest said, let be, let us see whether Elias will come to save him. That's when Mashiach was getting, was on the, was on, was being crucified. Okay. And then other things. This is also Matthew chapter four, Mark, sorry, sorry, Mark chapter four, verse 19. And the cares of this world and the deceitfulness of riches and the lusts of other things Entering in, choke the word, and it becomes unfruitful. So there's other small things when you look at that small, minute, very like it's not, it's it's really not any type of significance behind it. You got residue, you got others, you got remnant, you got the rest of them, you know. So it's always like something left behind. It's very small. So I want you to understand that. And that also has the same meaning in Hebrew. So let me give you some Hebrew, some Hebrew um, 
meanings as well. Now, um, this is very interesting. So the exact same way that the, is mentioned in the Greek, the Hebrew has a word as well. So that is, hold on a second, brothers and sisters, I'm going to tell you, um, okay, so it's the word she'erith, 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 okay, um, now that definition also means remnant, residue, the rest, remainder, and escaped. Escaped. And it also has miscellaneouses in there. Okay. Um, what else is there? There's other words. There's other meanings. Um, so, remainder. So, if we look at remnant in Hebrew, what's a, what's a good definition for Hebrew Remnant in Hebrew is Second Chronicles chapter two. Second child, sorry, Second Chronicles chapter thirty-four, verse nine. And when they came to Hil Hilkiah, Hilkiah, the high priest, they delivered the money that was brought into the house of Yah, which the Levites that kept the doors had gathered of the hand of Manasseh and Ephraim and of all the remnant of Israel and all of Judah, Yehuda. And Benjamin, and they returned to Jerusalem. All of the remnant of Israel. So again, I want you to get the understanding that it's a small number. It's not a lot. Okay, the, we. Uh, so, if you have a big family and there's one or two people that believe in the Most High the way that you were supposed to believe in Him, believe in that the the commandments and everything is not done away with. And we're also supposed to keep the testimony of Mashiach, then you are a remnant, a residue remnant of those, your people. Okay. So then it goes into a broader aspect. Um, also, you get remnant, the same remnant is in 2 Kings chapter 19, verse 4. It may be that Yah, your Elohim, will hear all the words of Rabshekah, whom the king of Assyria, his master, have sent to reproach the living Elohim and reprove the words which Yah, your Elohim, have heard. Wherefore, lift up your prayer for the remnant that are left. Pray for the remnant that are left. Okay? So, you also have the rest. I'll give you that. This is the um, uh, same thing as First Chronicles chapter 12, verse 38. And these men of war that would that could keep rank came with a perfect heart to Hebron to make Dawid king over all Israel and all the rest also of Israel were of one heart to make David king. So you got to still understand of a small number, small number. It, we also have escaped in the Hebrew in the Old Testament in the, in the Brit Hadashah. I'm sorry, no, the um, the Tanakh. Yeah, the, the word escaped. If you escaped, you would, you know, you see lots of slaughter around you. This is Second Chronicles chapter thirty-six, verse twenty. And them that had escaped from the sword carried he away to Babylon, where they were servants to him and his sons until the reign of the kingdom of Persia. 
Okay. The word rest. You know, I'm just get. I want to get, get break it down. This word for remnant in Hebrew, the one I gave you, sheireth, uh, sheireth. If I'm saying that right, hopefully I'm not uh, saying that too bad. But you have, uh, it's the word also has other not meanings, but it's it's not just for remnant. You have these other words that that are used, but it's the same meaning. If that makes sense, okay? So, um, so the word rest, Nehemiah. Then I'm gonna get to my last one. I'm gonna get to my point. Nehemiah and that which Nehemiah, sorry, Nehemiah chapter seven verse seventy two says, and that which the rest of the people gave was 20,000 drams of gold and 2,000 pounds of silver and three score and seven priest garments, okay? So the rest of the people. So it's a small number, okay? So now saying that, the question that I have for us as a people, are we really a part of the remnant? Okay, are we a part of the people that's in the end days that the dragon is going to make war with? Right? The dragon was wroth with the woman and went to make war with the remnant of her seed, which keep the commandments of Yah and have testimony of Yahushua HaMashiach. This is in the end, brothers and sisters. This is chapter 12, verse 17. This is the end of everything. When when all the, you know, we can, this is the end. Does it really matter that we're Israel? Now we know the city is going to be the 12, the 12 gates of the city is going to, it was one for each tribe of the tribe of Israel. Yes, that's well and good. And if you are part of uh, the Gentiles that have, Kept the that come through um, to the Father through the Mashiach, and have kept the words, to kept the commands, the Torah, as well as the testimony of the Mashiach. You will get a chance to enter into one of those gates because, like, we, we should know there is no Christian gate, there is no Baptist gate, there is no Buddhist gate, there is no Muslim gate, there is no Judeo Christian gate. There is just the twelve tribes of Israel. Okay. So, but are we a part of the remnant of the 12 tribes? That's a question that we have to ask. When it's all said and done, will we be a remnant of the 12 tribes? Now, you have to think about this as well, because we have certain, certain instances in the scripture that gives you a really true idea of remnant. The remaining of a people, the remaining remainder. Noah is the first one. Those eight people out of all the world that made it. Think about that. There was eight people, Noah, his wife, and his sons and their wives. Noah spent 120 years 
building the ark, explaining to people that rain was coming, trying to get them to repent because a flood is coming. And what did us, the stiff-necked people do? They laughed at him. Okay? That's a remnant. Think about that. That is a remnant. That's a small amount of people. From what we, we you can only assume, maybe the world didn't have as many people on it as it does today. I'm not, I, I'm not going to be able to answer that question for you. But what does it really matter? Even if it's a hundred thousand, maybe maybe the world even had Earth had a thousand people on it, eight people out of a thousand. That's still a small number. You know what I'm saying? That is still a small number, Israel. Okay. So think about that. Even if you did the math on 8 out of 1,000, that's 0.008%. Or 8% probably. Not a lot. Okay? Um, that's not even 1%. Because 10 would make it 1%, I think it would be. Yeah, 10 would make it 1%. So it's not even 1%. That's a small population. It's just if you wanted to argue and say there was 1,000 people on the earth. During the time of Noah, that's one percent. That's less. That's less than one percent. Eight people out of a thousand. Think about that. Then let's go to the other one. Lot. He destroyed Sodom and Gomorrah, two cities. I think there was other cities involved in that too. There had to be multiple numbers, but who all left? And one of the people that that could have left turned back and ended up becoming a pillar of salt. Mrs. Lot. But Lot and his two daughters, which ended up tricking him to have sex with them, they, three people, three people out of how many thousands, hundreds of thousands of people that was there in Sodom and Gomorrah. A remnant. There is even a story of a remnant of one of the times we first went to captivity, Israel. You know, we call we claim we got these brothers on the street corner, and I love the awakening. I do. I really do. I love the awakening. I love the fact that these people, the, our brothers and sisters, our brothers mainly, are going out there trying to wake up the lost sheep of Israel. But again, like I said before, we are doing it incorrectly. Okay, very incorrectly. A lot of it's being done incorrectly for those brothers and sisters who are out there putting in the work and really teaching our people about repentance, true repentance, and that we that the kingdom of Yah is at hand. But this is something else that I really, really have been now is like really like slapping me in my face. The remnant. Are we a part of the remnant, brothers and sisters? We've been in captivity multiple times, Israel. And even in captivity, when we get told all we got to do is come back to Torah, many of us don't want to come back to Torah. 
is too much work for us. Okay. And you have an instance of that. And you have an idea of that when you look at the time we were thrown in Babylon with Daniel and the three Hebrew boys. Now, we can go and we talk about all the times that our names were changed. We're being changed by words because they changed the three Hebrew boys names. Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego was not their name. They had other names, which they told. And Daniel was also given another name. OK, but. Think about that. Think about those three Hebrew boys. So a powerful story. Everybody know it. Everybody knows that story. Everybody knows the story of Daniel thrown in the lion's den. These three brothers was thrown in the fiery furnace. But did you ever stop to think about? Did you ever stop to think about that there were other Hebrews there as well? There were other Israelites in captivity. They were they weren't the only Hebrews in captivity, but they were the only Hebrews that would not bow down to false gods. Oh, think about that. Think about that. We're talking about remnant right now. And you think about these th four men that stood up and did not bow down to false gods. How many of us in the time that it come when the time is right, when the time comes, because the chip is here, brothers and sisters. Believe it if you don't want to. The mark of the beast is here. Believe it if you don't want to. But it's here and it's been here for a while now. And they've been planning it for a while. And right now it's not mandatory. But when it comes to being mandatory, how many of us are going to say no and get the, the uh, uh, be faced with opportunity of Faced with the possibility of death, like the three Hebrew boys, how many of us are going to stand up and not take the mark? It was three Hebrew boys that got thrown into the fiery furnace that would not worship a false god. It was one man that was thrown in a lion's den, not thousands of them, it was remnants. And Yah brought them out, brought them through. So look, those stories, you got to really, really focus on those type of stories. And yeah, you think, oh, that's well and good. But no, think about deeper, deeper than that. There was one man. There was three other, there was four individuals during the time of Nebuchadnezzar. Or during that Babylonian captivity that they did not go with this flow, go with the status quo. A remnant. That's deep. That's deep. So just because there are a lot of different funk, a lot of different organizations, a lot of different, uh, uh, you know, groups growing and growing and growing. It's not going to be a lot that's going to really stay true to this. The path gets narrow. That's why this whole path is narrow. That's because that's why this way, this way, this way that which way and way in which we should go is narrow because many of us, many people, period, are going to go with the status quo because they don't want to be left out. 
They don't want to be killed. They don't want to disappoint their families. That's really something strong to think about. We don't is this this whole walk is not just to wear wear a certain style, grow your hair out, your beard out. Uh, it's not it's not just for just, just outward show and appearances. It's for preparing yourself to enduring to the end for when the time comes and you're faced with an op- the possibility to face with uh, the war the, the, from the dragon. You're faced with death. When you're faced with these things that many of us, when you're faced with seeing your child murdered, you know, your child not being able to eat. Well, when this times come, when those times come, do you have the resolve, the resolve to overcome, to endure? Those who endure to the end shall be saved, brothers and sisters. I know it just sounds like words. I mean, we can keep going. We can keep going if you know about Enoch. Enoch. This is one man. He's one man that was following the truth, the law, the testimony. There's always this one man. There's always this one. That's, even the, the prophets at a time, there's one that's going to Israel and telling them about their, their sins. There's maybe one or two kings that you could mention. Maybe that's why throughout the, from the beginning of time to now, and they talk about we, you know, it's, it's a study that we should really, you know, we should really think about, should really go into. The hundred forty-four thousand—that's a small number out of all the people of the earth. People are not going to make it. It's plain and simple. That's really, really deep. Oh my gosh, I can't even say it enough. That's really deep on how critical this walk really is. It's really deep, brothers and sisters. We look at John the Baptist, Yokanana Immersion, the Immerser. He's out there in the wilderness by himself. Wearing camel's hair and eating honey and whatever else he was doing, going up against the, the government, calling this woman, these people broods of vipers, you know, all by himself, standing up. Even Mashiach going into the temple, his father's house, running people out, throwing over the money changers, the the, the, the tables and everything like that. It is a small, small number. Really understand that. That's a remnant. And the question is, are we a part of that remnant? That's what we have to understand. That's what we have to really focus on. So this is a serious business, brothers and sisters. This is a serious walk. There's nothing 
play a, a, a game about this. The other all the religions that claim that they you know they may put the Bible in their pews or whatever, but they don't really read it and open it. The uh, other religions and you know thing like that. It, it's a serious business. It's a serious business, and all you have to do is love one another. That's a very hard thing too. That's a very hard thing. The commands are summed up. The Torah is summed up in love. Love for Yah. Love Yah with all your heart, mind, and soul. And love your neighbor as you love yourself. That's the Torah. And he explained, tried to explain it to us time and time again. You can't love Yah if you're worshiping other gods. It just doesn't work that way. If you're worshiping man. If you're worshiping a team, if you're doing, if you're worshiping your wife, your husband, if you're worshiping them, you're worshiping the ground they walk on. You love them so much. Oh, I love you so much. I can't breathe. No, that is not the way that it's supposed to go. You're supposed to show love to everybody, but you don't show love to everybody above Yah. And your homosexuality is not love. It's lust. It's a perversion. There's a difference. Sexual feelings is not the same as love. I think I've said too much. (laughs) I said too much. I said too much. (laughs) Anyway. Um. I just thought that was a very interesting topic, brothers. Because I really think that we need to focus on that. Bypass altogether who you are as a nation. Because during the time of the Mashiach, during the time of Daniel, the three Hebrew boys, during the time of Moses, during the time of Noah, during the time of Enoch, during the time of all those people that I mentioned when I started talking to this broadcast, there was Hebrews that knew who they were on the face of the earth. And just like the rest of the earth, many of these Hebrews got destroyed. They died in their sins. So what I've said it before on this broadcast, I'll say it again. What does it truly matter? Of you knowing who you are as a people. That's well and good. That's a way to identify ourselves because our identities was taken away from us. I understand that. I am the same, I was in the same boat as all of you. But when you really think about it, when you really come to the focus and conclusion of that we are the ones that put our own self in captivity time and time again, and now that we're woke up. We can't get caught back in that same trap of pride of who we are, the chosen people, the chosen seed of Abraham, Yitzhak and Yaakov. But what we have to do is make sure we are in the bosom of Abraham, Yitzhak and Yaakov when everything is said and done. When we have to we wake up from t- taking our last breath, taking our last breath, or if we're fortunate enough to see the Mashiach. Breaking the clouds at that point, if we're able to see his coming, 
his second coming, which all of our ancestors wished for for so long. If we really are at the days, I believe some of us will that are listening to my voice. I believe that we're getting closer and closer as we as we can as we as we keep moving forward in this in this in time in this you know in this, in this time period. But I'm no prophet. I just just something I believe. I could be wrong. But regardless, is if we are have the opportunity to wake up. After our last breath. Because the scripture tells us. You die and the next thing, then there's judgment. If we can go through judgment and be a part of the remnant. True remnant of Yah. That's more important. Than knowing who we are as a people. That's more important. Than waking up and understanding. Like hey. I'm Israel. Yeah, that's great. But what does it matter? Are you a part of the remnant? So, I'm going to let you go, brothers and sisters. I I just wanted to give you that food for thought tonight. Hope you got my point. Hope you understood what I was trying to tell you. Please, please, seek Yah first and His true Son, Yahushua HaMashiach. Go through our Father. Go to our, get to our Father through the door. Many times, our through history, all of our people has always needed a savior or or a or a or a. Um, they've always needed that. That's why Moshe was there, in between Yah and the people, kings and all that stuff. And Mashiach is King of Kings, but. If you really truly want a relationship with Yah, be obedient. Be obedient to his word and keep his commands. For the saints are those who guard the test guard the word of Yah and the testimony of Mashiach. Hallelujah, brothers and sisters. I'm gonna leave you with the ironic blessing as always. Again, remember tomorrow is a Shabbat. Let's go into his gates with praise. Let's wake up with praise. Let's give Yah all the praise that we can and only focus on him because without him, none of this would be possible at all. So I'm going to leave you with an ironic blessing. Numbers chapter 6, verse 22 through to the end, through 27. And Yah spoke to Moshe saying, speak to Aaron and his son saying, this is how you bless the children of Israel. Say to them, Yah bless you and guard you. Yah make his face shine upon you and show favor to you. Yah lift up his face upon you and give you shalom. Thus they shall put my name on the children of Israel, and I myself shall bless them. Hallelujah, brothers and sisters. Hallelujah.